You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. <laughs> this is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. What is it? One-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry, Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. If you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? And you're gonna need plenty of Tylenol to get through this episode of 80s Revisited, the Christmas <laughs> episode. You know, I wait all year for Halloween, but there's some people out there that wait all year for Christmas specials for... To come home and have The Grinch on television or Charlie Brown. Mm. Yes, this episode yes. is for you people. Happy holidays. From the Awesome Podcast Network. And happy yes. Kwanzaa. And <laughs> from Hanukkah. From the Awesome Podcast Network. <laughs> happy Hanukkah. From what the is Awesome it? Podcast Chris, Network. Christmas, uh, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Nuka. Oh. There's like some ad Tudurkin? campaign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to similar, stuff them all. Similar in form. Stuff Kwanzaa up the ass of... <laughs> Christmas, Christmas and, and then the tinier ass of Kwanzaa we stick Hanukkah, the smallest. You cut it all up and you're American. Yeah, there you go. Bam. America. But Merry Christmas, everybody. We're taking a break, a short break from the bloodshed and the death of the previous two episodes. Oh, yes. As we watched some of our beloved characters slaughter each other and complete mm. another death match in horrible, violent ways to stop and reflect on the reason for the season. The time of year where you get to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Which, this is definitely one that we watch at least once or twice throughout the season. We, uh, you know, we try to watch at least, you know, when it kind of gets into December, like at least a Christmas movie every night or something close to it at least. Yeah. And this is always one of the first and one of the ones that we come back around to before it's over. But it actually released December 1st, 1989 which I think that might make this the closest movie to the 90s that we've ever done, Ooh. aside from when we did Army of Darkness to catch Daniel up to Living see on the, the, edge. the trilogy. Right on the cusp of a new decade, a new, a new time, a decade that would bring us Vegas vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about arguably the best National Lampoon's movie. 
which is, of course, Christmas Vacation. IMDb gives it a 7.5, Rotten Tomatoes 64 critics. However, 86% audience. Got to side with the audience on this one. Uh, it was a $27 million estimated budget. Uh, opened at 11.7. That's a lot for 1989. Mm. Nearly $30 million. Uh, domestically, though, it grows 71.3. And then, of course, Daniel's not here to hear the rentals, but it's 34.8 million in rentals. Oh. So, by does, the way, I'm Trey Harris. about rentals? No. Oh. <laughs> we did. He was like, any rental information? Oh. No, Daniel, none for that. But when I would find it, I would present it. Uh, but again, this is Asia Visit. I'm Trey Harris. With me, as always, our producer, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. Just to catch everybody up real quick, in case you didn't know what you were listening to. Because if Daniel were here, which he's not, he would immediately say, aren't you going to say who you are? <laughs> but I was, I was ahead of the times. I knew people would know who we are. I know, yeah. You, you, know, you so, clicked on it. Yeah. You did this. <laughs> you brought this upon your ears. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, it was directed by Jeremiah S. Chichik. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Sheshik. Sheshik? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds a little better, I guess. Uh, he also directed the Johnny Depp classic Benny and June and the Avengers not the recent Avengers, not Marvel's Avengers, but the English Avengers right. with uh, Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman and Sean Connery as a villain who wanted to control the weather. He was nominated for Worst Director <laughs> for, for that movie. Raspberry. Oh, for, for, uh, for the, the Avengers? 1998 yep. Golden Raspberry Awards, but lost out to Gus Van Sant for the remake of Psycho. Is it really a remake when it's a quote-unquote shot-for-shot remake? Wouldn't that just yeah. be a facsimile? Here's a facsimile of Psycho. <laughs> It's not a remake. We're not changing anything. What should we do here? I don't know. Play it right there. <laughs> that was that was a dumb idea from the get go. That was a point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's no point. Like, just say you're remaking it. Don't like a shot for shot remake. I'll just watch the original. Mm-hmm. Especially since this cast is meh. Meh. Terrible. Pretty much. Well, good thing he got the raspberry for that. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. That's uh, fun. This was written by John Hughes, an alumni of the podcast, of course, Dearly Missed. Uh, of course, he wrote The Breakfast Club, Home Alone, Weird Science, Home Alone, of course, in the 90s, which if you want to get a Home Alone fix, listen to our brothers over at Now vs. Nostalgia. They just did part one and part two, and that's all we really say about Home Alone, because this is 80s Revisited, not 90s Revisited. Mm-hmm. But it will go on the list for eventually 90s Revisited. Yeah. Who knows what the future holds? <laughs> a new year is dawning. Things yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's see, uh, Chevy Chase, of course, reprises his role for the third time as Clark Griswold. Uh, of course, uh, an alumni of the podcast with the Three Amigos. Also, of course, Funny Farm, Fletch. Fletch lives big in the 80s, not so much after the 80s, although he did have somewhat of a little resurgence with uh, his role in uh, Community, mm. which I never watched, but I know he was in it. And like, I think he left the show, and then now he's back or something. I saw a blurb. I don't know. I don't watch it. Oh, I didn't know he was back. Uh, they're not. They're not back. It's going strictly to Yahoo or Hulu. One of those. Huh. Yeah, they're not going back to NBC. But yeah, I don't know who's on the cast anymore. <laughs> I just have to wait for the premiere. Yeah. Uh, the lovely Beverly D'Angelo as Helen Griswold reprising her role again. Uh, she was, of course, the National Women's Vacation, European Vacation, Vegas Vacation. Uh, she was American History X, and also she gets a whole bunch of naked in a old horror movie called The Sentinel if you're interested in that hmm. uh, I remember like she was like one of my crushes like as a nine year old boy when I saw this movie I was like gosh she is so hot she was one of those caliber hmm. to a young impressionable nine year old who, who is now happily married to his lovely wife who's giving me evil eyes right now as I <laughs> talk about my my young prepubescent uh, taste in women but anyway uh, Juliette Lewis uh, 
was Audrey in this one, and Audrey pretty much has been played by a different actress in each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, she was a natural born killer, Strange Days, and she's a noted Scientologist. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> and arguably the most successful person, strangely enough, nowadays from the cast would be Johnny Galecki as Rusty. Uh, of course, Prancer, but most notably now he's in The Big Bang Theory, the most successful show on television right. currently. Uh, and he, there were two Christmas movies released in 1989, this being one, the other being Prancer, and he was in both of them, strangely yes, enough. Was. Apparently that brought him some good luck in future endeavors. Uh, Christmas miracle. <laughs> Uh, Randy Quaid reprises his role as Cousin Eddie, of course, uh, previously in National Olympics Vacation, and I believe he did appear in Vegas Vacation as well. Uh, but most notably, Randy Quaid, aside from this movie, I always remember him from Independence Day when he flies his plane yep. up the hoo-ha of the spaceship. I'm and, fly. And apparently that's I'm all that pirate. was needed. Pilot, not pilot. You know, they, they can't penetrate these shields. <laughs> A nuke doesn't work, but he just flies into the gun. Biplane. It's like it, <laughs> <laughs> that was it's like it clogs the barrel and just... It's, I love, it's one of those movies, when it came out, I was like, God, this movie's awesome. I still like it. I mean, yeah. I still like it. It's but ridiculous, it's, but I still like it. As you're older now, it's like, you see how ridiculous it was, but it's still good. Right, right. And that speech. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I think I've, we told the epic story about yes. you and that speech. I've used that speech in my life, so obviously I like that movie. Obviously. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Doris Roberts is Frances. Uh, most notably, of course, she was, uh, I believe, Raymond's mom. Was a character she played on Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, Brian Doyle Murphy was Mr. Shirley. He was also in Wayne's World and Caddyshack. Of course, if you don't know who he is from the movie, he's the boss that Clark was ranting about at the beginning of this episode. Uh, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus of Seinfeld, of course, was Margot. The neighbor. Yep, and also most recently, I think her show's Veep is pretty successful right now, at least. I know yeah. she's won like some oh, yeah, several yeah. Uh, Emmys, I believe, for that, for that role. The curse is broken. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, May Questel is Aunt Bethany, uh, most notably. If you listen for it, you can hear it because she is the voice, or was the voice, I should say, of Betty Boop. And this was her last film before she passed away. Hmm. She got the dip. But uh, this is definitely one of those, uh, like I mentioned before, this is, I wait all year for this movie. I can watch this movie. I'm not the kind of person that likes that watches Christmas movies other times of the year, except ones like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Right. You right. know, because even though they take place at Christmas, they're not. You they know, hide it in they the apply background. as a Christmas movie, but they're not. You know, about Christmas. Yeah. This is a terrorist takeover Nakatomi Plaza on Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect way to make it a Christmas movie, but then also <laughs> one that you can watch any time of the year. Yeah. Same thing with Lethal Weapon. Uh. You know, but this is, you know, it is, it's, if Christmas is in the title, you should only watch it around Christmas time, which, of course, it is in this one. Uh, but I've always, always loved this movie. This was actually, as a child, this was the first one, or first National Lampoon movie I saw. I didn't see yeah, European or the, uh, the original uh, until much, uh, not much later, but after I saw this one. This was like the one, you know, being a Christmas movie, it was so extremely popular. Uh, rented it many times, always around Christmas, of course, when it was available for rent. Because, of course, kids, if you're listening to this and you don't know what a video store used to be, sometimes you'd go to rent something and it wasn't there. It was checked out. <laughs> and that means you had to pick something else. Yep. It's not like today where you go to Netflix and it's like, sorry, too many people are watching this movie. <laughs> you can't watch it right now. We, used to, we, we were a generation that, <laughs> of, you know, that had to live without things at some point. Generation of patience. Yes. 
You are lacking. You, all you kids lack patience and discipline now. <laughs> but uh, that was like that was always a heartbreak going to the video store, like for, especially for an older movie, mm-hmm. just because the chances of it being rented, except you know, of course, a Christmas movie around Christmas time, were always. Aside from that, we're always low. Yeah, you're like I'm gonna go rent my, my brother, for example. I told this story on here before. Like he he rented he loves Supergirl. He loved that movie with a passion. Mm-hmm. Terrible movie, but you know it's got some eye candy for young kids. So I guess that's what drew him <laughs> to it. I would assume because the movie is terrible. But anyway, you know he would always go and rent it, and you know it, nine times or ninety nine times out of a hundred for an even better ratio, it was there. You know, yeah. but uh, around Christmas time, you'd have to kind of get there when the store opened. And grab your copy of Christmas Vacation. <laughs> keep it for a couple, you know, pay the late fee. Keep it a couple of days so you can get your watch in, watches in for the year. Because, you know, that was the way it worked. And then uh, I know for a fact the next one, the first one I saw after this was the original because uh, Encore back mm-hmm. in the day would play that. That would be one of the movies in their rotation. Of course, their first one where they go to Wally World. Yeah. And yeah. everything. That's where I saw that one. And then I didn't see European Vacation until much, much later. Yeah, I can't even remember the uh, the plot there. They win the prize on the game show, go to Europe, and chaos ensues, and they come home. Oh. Simple. That's what I would have <laughs> guessed, I yeah. guess. But Yeah, I remember Vegas, I remember Christmas, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and of course, uh, we'll get into the, into the remake, the new one in the series that's supposed to be supposedly coming Next soon. Year. We'll talk about it at the end, but uh, yeah, this movie, there's, let me see. Uh, Let's see, Scrooge is probably my favorite Christmas movie. This would mm-hmm. be a close, close second uh, after that. And then, you know, there's a wide variety beyond that. Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, et cetera, et cetera. Gremlins, of course. Uh, but this is always just... It's one, it, it, it holds up. It definitely holds up every time we watch it. Even It's one of those comedies that even though you know what's about to happen or the joke that's about to be made, it's still funny. Uh, even upon, you know, its 15th viewing. Right. Uh, which I think is a, we won't know yet for a lot of modern comedies, but it seems to be like a lost thing a lot, a lot of times in movies today. It just seems like the jokes are kind of one-off, that they're not funny when you hear them again. It seems strange but, with Christmas movies how they can come back every year, where as some movies I feel like I like more than these Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. I don't watch for like four years in between <laughs> or something like that. But I could bring back, say, A Christmas Vacation or what's the other one that everybody watches? Christmas Story? Yeah. We yeah. watched that last night, as a matter of fact. Remember so. these moments, it's like every year. Yeah. <laughs> and th- honestly, I think that's just the magic of Christmas. That's it's it just is. the it's, season. It is the season. It's that's like, it. you know, you can watch horror movies any time of the year, but I don't go seek them out until the month of October. It's like, oh, it's uh, the scary I month. Be scared. I, I want to watch. Yeah. I want to find a movie that can scare me. I want to watch Halloween. I want to watch, you know, what like we do on the podcast. I want to watch these you know, horror movies because, I mean, I'm a horror movie fan, but I'm not like that right. person that's on those message boards like, oh, God. This new horror movie is so great. You know, like right, right, the right. Baba Duke, whatever the big new one is that's coming out or something. And oh, I don't know <laughs> all this other stuff. You know, I don't follow the the movies, but I, I do catch up in October of every year. Tis and, the season. Yes, exactly. That. Exactly. For me, that's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, but uh, this movie, uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff, really, some really interesting stuff. And in fact, one piece of trivia which we mentioned on a Christmas episode from two years ago. We'll see if you remember, but if not, I'm going to refresh it <laughs> anyway. But uh, Chevy Chase, that black Chicago Bears ball cap that he wears, is the same cap that he wears in all four of the movies. Exact oh. same cap. Someone kept it around, huh? I guess that's kind of <laughs> his, you know, uh, 
I always, if I ever was an actor and like I would, whatever movie, I would always want a piece of some movie, every movie I was in. Right. You know, I'd do that. So I would assume that that's, yeah. <laughs> As we're in the, again, we're in the brand new, newly renovated studio, the awesome yeah. pod studio. So nice, calming, relaxing. Yeah. A nice screensaver in the background here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, people can't see. I imagine that's his little thing that he kept. Yeah. Or maybe the wardrobe, just like, hey, we got your cat from the last one. Cool. Yeah, that's probably the Hey, I got more, your cat from the last one. Oh, you know, okay, These great. archivists are crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and this is the tidbit from a previous episode. If the Todd and Margot's house looks any bit familiar to you, it's because it's the Murtaugh's house from Lethal Weapon. Uh, that same yard where they Todd and Margot walk in as Chevy, Chevy Chase is cutting up the Christmas tree is where Riggs beat the shit out of yeah. Mr. Joshua. There's like a couple teeth in the back in the front. <laughs> yeah, of like some, you know, the grass is still uneven yeah. from all that rain yeah. and everything. It was funny because we, we watched that movie already for the year and uh, my brother lives in L.A. My parents live close by there. And it, do, it rains like once or twice a year in Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> in yeah. that movie, it rains on, I think, four di- three or four different days yeah. in that movie. Because it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it, fight scenes always look cool, especially fist fights look cooler in the rain. Everything looks cooler in the rain. <laughs> you know, Spider-Man. I had that fight scene and kiss in the rain because everything yeah. looks cooler in the rain. That's New York. It's a little different. Yeah. But I mean, if, this, if it took place in New York, that wouldn't be like noticeable. But it's Los Angeles and it's raining right. like consistently <laughs> through this movie. <laughs> Which, you know, of course, unless you live there, nobody knows. Right, you right. Know, or if well, you... lately, it's been in the news. Really? Los Angeles rain? Yeah, because yeah, it's flooding and stuff like that over there. Yeah, because, like, it rains. Like, here, we get three inches of rain. And it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. They get it over there, it's like... Well, it's like when that uh, hurricane hit New York. Yeah. You know, everybody freaked out. And, yeah, it caused a lot of damage, but it's because all these houses just... Aren't built. Aren't made for yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. experience that, but once Sandy. Blue moon. Yeah. Not to make it light, but if that hit Louisiana, that would have been a <laughs> rainy be like, day. Ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Business as usual. Right. Uh, this was pretty interesting. A minor earthquake actually occurred uh, when they were filming the scene where Uncle Lewis and Aunt Bethany uh, come in the house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look for it, so I can't verify that you can see it. But apparently the moment that Aunt Bethany walks through the door, you can see little, you know, a minute shaking. It wasn't like a major earthquake. It was a minor one. So it was just, you know. Hmm. So apparently but that's the moment to look for it. Uh, so the next time you watch it, because it's we're still a week out from Christmas. Can do another take. You're huh? gonna watch it. I, I would I would assume it was so minor they didn't even notice it. Because okay. my parents have been in a minor earthquake and they said they didn't notice like the quake itself, so right. to speak. But they noticed like the stuff swinging. Uh, okay. You know to notice like something happened. Hmm. That was so subtle. Uh, oh, this is this is another tie into an '80s classic. However, this is one that we haven't covered on the show just yet. But in the beginning, the truck that tailgates the Griswolds as they're looking for the Griswold family Christmas tree mm-hmm. is the exact same truck that Kurt Russell drove in Overboard. Really? They're going to get another truck? I mean, that's fine, but... <laughs> well, I mean, oh, no, look up Overboard real quick. I mean, this came out in 89. Overboard, I would assume, was probably close 87. So uh, imagine that this truck was simply sitting on the lot as like a vehicle... Yeah. To use for whatever purpose. Or maybe there's and somebody that was involved in the crew on both movies. And that was his actual truck. truck. He's like, yeah. I gotta use your truck. Yeah, Again? Fuck. Yeah. People are gonna notice this. <laughs> People notice everything yeah. in movies. <laughs> as strange as it is, like, you know, the smallest in joke, if you yeah. put some, you know, a prop or whatever, of course, some are more noticeable than others, but right. I mean, I never would have 
you know, I'm not a car person anyway, but I, I still, I think nobody like, hey, that truck looks extremely familiar. <laughs> Wait a second. Cross-referencing. Yeah. My God. Oh, my God. Uh, this movie was actually based on John Hughes' short story, Christmas 59, which was the second uh, story that he published, that was published in National Lampoon's magazine. The first was Vacation 58, which naturally was the basis for the original National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, Christmas story was printed in 1980. The label in the home movie reel that Clark finds in the attic is labeled Xmas 59, a further allusion to the, or a reference to the original story, which was Christmas 59. Mm. So more of a meta joke, so to speak, if a avid reader of National Lampoon magazine was like, oh, that's the year that the story was. Mm. <laughs> they say it like that. Exactly. That's the year that, the story was. Because it's old people that read <laughs> National Lampoon's magazine. <laughs> Merry Christmas, movie <laughs> house. <laughs> I was thinking the same. <laughs> and that will come up before the podcast is over sure. again. Uh, this is pretty uh, an interesting fact, too. There are four Saturday Night Live alumni in the cast of this film. Of course, Chevy Chase, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Brian Doyle Murray, Randy Quaid, and I already said Chevy Chase, but he's on there as last. So yeah, so four alumni in one movie, and it's that's I think that's really notable because it's not a Saturday Night Live movie. It's mm-hmm. not Wayne's World where like every other actor is a Saturday Night Live person or right. you know a Waterboy or whatever. Where you <laughs> know there's a couple of alumni in there, Chris, oh, not Chris Parnell, but uh, Rob Schneider, and you know they just throw in any yes and guys they work really. with. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> he's there. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, and funny enough, this is the only movie out of the quadrilogy that doesn't have Lindsay Buckingham's Holiday Road play in it. This doesn't? Not at all. It is on really? the soundtrack, uh, but it is not in the movie. Weird. Which is, which is very weird because it's almost like the power of suggestion. Because, you know, when I think of this movie, I think of that, or when I think of any National Lampoon movie, I think of that song. But yeah. Holiday Road, to me, is a Christmas song. Like, it, just the... Feels like it, it feels like a, it sounds like a Christmas song, and it's not in the Christmas one, at least huh. the movie. But it's been wrong of us to play this at the beginning. <laughs> yes, I considered it. True. Uh, this is one of three films released in 1989 to feature an animated title sequence. The other two are Honey I Shrunk the Kids and Troop Beverly Hills, which was one of my mother's favorite movies of all time in the 80s that she would rent and watch a lot that I could probably quote. 90% of it because she watched it so much as a ch- when I was a kid. And wow. that was also when Shelley Long was really hot, which wasn't for a long time in her career, but she was pretty hot in that movie. <laughs> and also, speaking of that movie, uh, that was the first film of, uh, oh, what's that chick's name from Watchmen? Or, no, she wasn't in Watchmen. She was in uh, Sin City. Carla Giaguino. Yeah. G- I don't, Gigino. I'm not sure how to pronounce her in the last name. Gigino, Gigino. Autumn, you speak Gugino. Spanish. <laughs> how do you pronounce that? She is Italian. And oh, her, and so it's Gigino. Yeah, yeah. Carla Gigino. There we go. I thought it was Spanish. I don't know why. I don't know why. Being she, racist. Doesn't look, she doesn't look uh, Hispanic. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she married into the race. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, it makes sense that it's Italian. <laughs> yeah. Now that, now that you said that, it makes perfect total sense. Uh but yeah, as mentioned before, this is a definitive Christmas film. Uh, it's usually played on multiple networks throughout the season, or the Christmas season, I should say. So, And mm. it's, it's also one of those that if I'm, well, I don't have U-verse anymore, like we were talking about off the air, but uh, yeah. if ever I'm flipping channels and I see it on, you know, I'll pause. Never Always, again, though. Yeah. 
The days of flipping channels are over for you. Pretty much. Like, honestly, yeah. like, that's, I, ne- I didn't even think about that. But yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, you could always go with the uh, over the air receiver in case you wanted to watch football games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, nowadays, Super it's Bowl. like, because uh, like on Xbox One, you can, I think it, I think there's a subscription for it or whatever, but it's for NFL. Excuse me, because uh, you can watch the games on your Xbox and it updates like your fantasy stuff live while you're watching it. Hmm. But it's tied into NFL.com somehow, so I'm not sure if there's a subscription or... Probably. Write us. I imagine, I imagine there's... Let us know at 80s, at, hey. 80s at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm curious. But uh, what are some of your other favorite Christmas movies? I mentioned a few of mine. Any of them? Oh, boy. Any ones that stand out to you that you every year you have to watch? Anything untraditional, or is it all pretty there's much... There's ones the, I enjoy to watch, but there, I don't think there's any I have to watch. Because, you know, it's a Christmas movie, and most of the ones I like, like Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. can go anytime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't usually tune into the the Christmas story, you know, even though mm-hmm. they're playing on like what TBS twenty four seven. As far as I yeah, I mean, last I heard, TBS always says that Christmas Day, Christmas story over and over and over, I all mean, day. We're looking at a list here, and there's uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen all these, but I wouldn't say I've seen. I had no idea Home Alone two that was the poster, <laughs> where the Statue of Liberty is Ish. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I, had I don't no think idea. I've ever seen that either. But yeah, I don't need to watch the weird guys on Polar Express or lately they've been playing Bad Santa a lot on TV. Mm-hmm. I've never um, seen that all the way through. Oh really? Not a Billy Bob fan? Eh, he's not bad. I don't dislike Have you seen him. Fargo? Yeah. The TV series? Oh no, not the ser- not the show. Uh-uh. You should watch that. It's, it's good. good. It's really good. I really enjoyed that. Is it like in relation to the movie, or is it like no, retelling the movie, it's, or is it's it like just... a? Um, it's just using the city as a backdrop. Okay. Basically. Strange things continue to happen. It's like yeah. Twin Peaks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Weird things happen. Because they originally it was just going to be a miniseries, but then uh, they decided to bring it back for season two, but they're all new hmm. cast, kind of like True Detective. Okay. Interesting. I will definitely check it out. Uh, I know my wife enjoys Santa Claus 2 for some reason. <laughs> oh, the Tim Allen? Which I've never actually I've never, seen. Even as a kid, I didn't like that series. Yeah. I don't, just, I don't recall ever seeing that. If I'm going to watch a Tim Allen movie, I'm going to watch Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Voice work notwithstanding, because Toy Story is in a Tim Allen movie. It's a Tom Hanks movie, if anything. He gets top billing. But yeah, I mean, every year we watch uh, a plethora of Christmas movies. Uh, we have a big stack that I usually take out. It's actually in a drawer in the entertainment center of all our DVDs and whatnot. I mean, we've got the He-Man and she holiday special. Which, which yes, I, I had did, to have that. I did see some of that this year. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, the cool thing is... Uh, Netflix really kind of stepped up. There's a, a ton of good Christmas movies on Netflix right now, yeah. such as Scrooge, uh, Ernest Says Christmas is on there, and yes, that is an amazing Christmas movie. <laughs> Somebody, a friend of mine on Facebook was like, recommend a good Christmas movie, <laughs> not Ernest. I'm like, bullshit, don't you talk bad about Ernest. <laughs> uh, well, in our universe, he's dead. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in every universe, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but um, Muppet Christmas Carol is like my wife's favorite, which... Uh, I like that, and it's a, it's a musical too, and it's actually got you know it's got some really good songs. And Michael Caine is a badass Scrooge. And then of course, uh, like we covered on the podcast before, Scrooge is probably my all-time favorite Christmas movie, just because. Yeah, yeah. I can watch that. I can watch that any time of year if it was on, which it's not on unless I put it on any other time of year because nobody plays it unless it's Christmas time. But Even uh, though there's a lot of good Christmas on here. There's a lot of bad Christmas on here too. Yeah, I mean, honestly, let's be honest. There's more bad Christmas than yeah. good Christmas, but. You know, uh, I would say that the good Christmas movies are really good. I mean, 
to force people to watch some of these would be very annoying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> I've seen it. You're, yeah, you're actually on Netflix. Yes, I was yes. Like, I was like, yeah, these all look familiar. Like, I just saw these covers somewhere. And these <laughs> yeah, on Netflix. I just Google. I mean, search Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, don't just click on anything that you see on Netflix under the Christmas uh, heading, whatever. But, you know, you got Ernest, you got Scrooge is on there. Uh, Bad Santa's on there. Uh, Love Actually, I never watched that movie until this year, as a matter of fact, and really liked it. Love Actually, really? Oh, with... Uh, with every English with actor. With Grimes. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, this is so fucking weird. This is <laughs> so weird. You know, completely clean-shaven English, yep. just normal accent, and he's acting all Holding like... Holding up signs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I actually really liked it, although it was two hours and 15 minutes, and about three of the stories in that movie they could have cut out, to- cut out, cut out totally, and it would have been perfect. But uh, Bill Nye, I didn't realize he was in it until like you know the first part of the movie is him singing. I was like, oh, this is this is amazing already. Bill Nye <laughs> is an old rock star. Yeah, and that was like he's like uh, it reminds me of Jim Carrey's character from Burt Wonderstone. Like I wish that character had its own movie, to where I wish his character from that uh, Love Actually had his own movie where he's just acting like he was in that movie because <laughs> it was kind of like the one of the funniest parts and most enjoyable parts, I'd say. Love it. But if I had to give a score to this quality film back to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I would give it a nine because hmm. it is always entertaining, always enjoyable, and it's always a little more enjoyable this time of year. Fair enough. How about in uh, June? In June, you know, it's like a seven. Okay. Like, I'm just not feeling it, you know. Right, right, right. You know, we, me and my wife like to... Like, why get, are we watching this? Yeah, we like to, you know, pour some eggnog or get like a holiday beer. You know, yeah. and watch a Christmas movie. Yeah. And it makes that makes it a little more special and all that kind of stuff. But uh, in the real world, again, this released December 1st, 1989. And this is really crazy. The day after this released, the last two Japanese World War II holdout troops surrender. So World War II did not finally end until December 2nd, 1989. Really? When the last two Japanese troops finally said, okay, fuck it. They're probably sitting in a diner somewhere. It's like, you think we should surrender? <laughs> Huh. Yeah, I, heard, I guess so. I, mean, I heard this movie that came out about Christmas Vacation is really good, and it's not playing here on the island. <laughs> if we surrender, we can go watch me, it. Man. Just me, man. That's Jeez. just crazy, because you always That's... heard stories about that, too, you know, which, I mean, it, that was true, that on because Japan is an island nation, sure, and it's not just what you see on a map. You know, a, a bunch of tiny islands, You know, just a, two you know, main islands, I believe. I mean, there's a shit ton of islands, and if you go down by the Philippines, I mean, there's like thousands of islands, mm-hmm. and they had outposts on these islands. And some of them didn't have radios. They like they didn't get the news. I mean, that. let's see, eighty nine. It ended in forty five. No, forty. Wait, so we're seven, nineteen, forty one. Yeah, forty five. I believe it ended. So forty five to eighty nine. Forty four years of just like, hmm. I guess the water is still going on. <laughs> they had cell phones finally shipped to the island. <laughs> By called, the way, the war's yeah. over. Huh? What? They go home like everybody. I mean, forty four years later, everybody. You know. <laughs> Oh, we always like, make electronics now. <laughs> it's like, what? We have no army. <laughs> so he has, they have their guns and like, we rule you now. <laughs> they immediately take over Japan because the they have the only guns on the island. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. So I guess technically amazing. they didn't, um, they didn't with, you know, have their no army policy then. Yeah. And technically they had two dudes. Oh, well, we still should. Still sitting there. We should have bombed the fuck punish, out of them again. Yeah, we should punish Japan for that. Yeah, so next time you're talking about how <laughs> Nagasaki was unnecessary... They still had two dudes that didn't surrender. Yeah. Blame, don't blame us. Japanese don't blame Truman. Army. They broke with their contract or their treaty. Blame those two dudes. Yep. Remember, you know, hashtag remember Nagasaki. 
<laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. Like the past four episodes, like I hate hashtags. I don't use I Twitter or nothing. Like I really, of all like the new buzzwords that or new words that are created, like hashtag. That's just no, no. It's a tic tac toe board. It's not a hashtag. I've always called it a pound sign from the phone. Oh yeah, from the <laughs> phone. You know, but for, every time I see that, the first thing I'm like, I'm gonna play tic tac toe on that. Tic tac toe board. War games. Now it's too many games around now. Yeah. All over the place. Kids don't even know what tic tac toe is these days. Like, ah, nah, I'm playing. Call of Duty. I like when they're, I mean, they're okay when they're used for like voting purposes or something. Yeah. Uh, account. But when I see it just annoyingly put in a commercial, like Ugh. just throughout the whole thing, it just says hashtag whatever bullshit. Yeah. Raw uh, wrestling does that a lot now, like in the corner of the whole right. episode, like hashtag. They're all big on John Cena Twitter. versus whatever. It's like, yeah, uh, like I understand why, but it's still yeah, like. Yeah, because they can look up that number, see how many people are actually paying attention and posting it. But, uh, yeah, some people say, like, so-and-so yes, so-and-so no, and that's a voting system. Yeah, which is understandable. Which is fine, yeah. It's but then when people say, like, hey, I'm, I'm eating sushi, hashtag sushi rocks, hashtag raw fish, hashtag Japanese, yo. And, like, their hashtags are, like, it's a paragraph yeah. of hashtags, and, like, you know, I'm in the bathroom, hashtag pooping's fun. <laughs> you know, and, like, a, a variety of unnecessary things that, right. t- like, yeah, I want to get this trending, or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 an. I'm, I sound like a grandpa to quote the recent South Park. Right. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> hashtags are fucking dumb. Hey, grandpa. Okay, grandpa. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that uh, the whole Kurt Cobain part Boop of that episode <laughs> that cracked me up so hard. Yeah. He's, Where he's like loading the gun, uh, and like you think you're like you're waiting, you're waiting because uh, you know what they're gonna do, and then it's like shoot some Merry yeah. Christmas. <laughs> like, oh, that was uh, great. And the whole Tupac and Michael Jackson hologram. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this this season was I don't think there was a weak episode. Well, they all went together season. too. Yeah, and are they done? I believe that was the season oh, finale. That was the end? Oh, bummer. Because they only do like what twelve episodes. Yeah, which like, it, we it, don't need to do more because they pay us for this. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't mind. You know, like uh, like uh, one of my favorite shows of all time is the IT Crowd or the It Crowd, depending on what you call it. It was a yeah. uh, English as in Golly, 10 England episodes. English show. And uh, it only had like 11, or had like three seasons of each season, like 10 or six episodes. I think it were each season six episodes. It's only like 32 episodes total of this entire series. And it's like, but every episode is great. And same thing with this season of South Park. Every episode was gold this season. It used to be like 24 episodes. Yeah, like season. if you, yeah, like when I look at the, uh, the DVDs, I have, I have every South Park season on DVD, unfortunately, but I'm not rebuying all of it on fucking Blu ray for this show. It's not like I need to see it in high def. But uh, now they get paid so much more just to not yeah. do it. <laughs> and it's like, but I look, you, I look at the season one, uh, you know, the first season. It's like you know, it folds out four discs, like you said, twenty four episodes. And now like the new yeah. seasons are like one disc, maybe two. Serialized storytelling. I guess that's what it means, like to have an ongoing story yeah. going through the whole thing, which was the first time South Park they've ever, ever done, done that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. And even if they'd just, like, one, a one-sentence thing to reference something, it was like, yeah. you know how many songs I have to write for you to pay for your cell phone bill? <laughs> uh, one. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, this show this show's, like, in its 18th season. So this show's been on almost 20 years. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's like, you know, when, the, when it first come out, when the show first came out, I remember, like, oh, like, Stan's, like, hilarious. You know, oh, uh, yeah, Carmen's hilarious. You know, and butter. I mean, butter is still one of my favorites. But I mean, mm-hmm. the the older I get, uh, Randy, I just yeah. relate to Randy so much more. Like it's the same uh, Simpsons effect. Where yeah, like first it was Bart, 
and now it's like now it's Homer. Homer's I see what playing. Homer's saying. I understand <laughs> this guy, what he means now, how it relates. And God, it's just yeah. I just hate like waiting. It's 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 as bad of a wait waiting for the next season of South Park as it is for the next season of Game of Thrones. Mm. Yeah, how are you going to watch Game of Thrones now? What's your plan? One of my friends will have HBO, and oh, okay. I'll borrow their Go account. Because next year HBO Go is going independent. Yeah, so I'm wait- I don't know how much it's going to be though. I mean, if, as long as it's, I would imagine it would be in the ballpark of like Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, yeah. I would assume ten bucks, nine bucks, which I have no problem paying that. Yeah, and I will cancel Hulu as we talked about off the air. because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this, so forgive my ignorance. But I uh, got rid of the television side of my cable. Keep the internet naturally. And uh, get Hulu, like, okay, so we'll be able to watch South Park and Tosh.0 and some of the sci-fi shows. And, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm like, I'm watching an episode of South Park, and before I can watch it, two fucking commercials. Yeah. I do not stand for that. No commercials. So hopefully HBO Go will be affordably priced since the network itself isn't. Still, it's still like 40 bucks a month. Commercials are annoying. This but, uh, episode is brought to you by right. Amazon.com. <laughs> if you go to... AwesomePods.com, click on 80s Revisited, and click on the Amazon link, you give us a little kickback. So do your Christmas shopping there. But yeah, commercials are annoying. We need to like actually make a commercial. <laughs> so like, since... So I could just throw it in there. And just, we and don't have to remember. Just randomly, throughout the... Like, one, just, like <laughs> mid-sentence, like, I think this, this episode is brought to you by Amazon. As a producer, I can't do that. <laughs> but it would be so funny. I wouldn't when mind is a commercial going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would do it before a, uh, you know, when someone asks a question. Cut yeah. it off right there. <laughs> <laughs> Something funny. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, back to the future this week. Because this is our special Christmas episode, uh, I have a top five list of my top five favorite non-traditional Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Now, by non-traditional, I mean this isn't, I'm talking about, you know, this isn't the Elvis Presley version of Silver Bells. Right, right. Or, you know... Uh, whatever song that so-and-so covers traditionally, you know. Uh, these are non-traditional songs and versions of songs that just get me through the holidays. <laughs> I just, and at first, my first list was actually my top five favorite Christmas songs. I'm like, that's not, everybody probably heard these. But I just, so I was going through my playlist, like, I know there's some people in here that like, especially people our age and our gender, that like non-traditional Christmas songs with a little kick to them. Or a little humor to them. Mm. So that's what this list is. And any, even my favorite, top five favorite list would be remiss without having the song you referenced earlier, which would, of course, would be Christmas Time in Hell from South Park. Oh, I referenced that earlier? Yeah, you said, uh, Merry Christmas, Movie House! Oh, well. <laughs> that's how that song ends. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So that's what I meant by it would, it would come full circle. Yeah, so but, that's uh, a song from South Park and... Very, very was that from the movie or was that from an episode? That was from uh, an episode. Was that oh, no, no, no. That was from the uh, the Christmas album. Okay, so it wasn't in, in the movie or... It had to be in something because I remember seeing like a, at least a music video of it. Because I remember like the part where it was like, Michael Landon's hair looks swell and it shows... Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a whole episode of Mr. Hankey's Christmas. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. That's what it was. Where he was like... It was like a special, in a sense, where he was... Ne- uh, Sitting at the fire or yeah, talking and, and, and it, yeah, it was like a variety show. Yeah, because it thing. had Ho- I remember Cartman doing Holy Night and had some other stuff. And here's yeah. a little taste of it right here on APN. Come on, everyone, gather around. 
String up the lights and light up the tree. We're gonna make some revelry. Spirits are high, so I can tell. It's Christmas time in hell. Yeah, it's a great one, though. Uh, not for the kitties. <laughs> no. Don't None let you... on the, uh, the South Park um, Christmas album. Yeah, it's, 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 for, it's for us, guys. It's not, it's not for the little ones. As far as things, uh, you mentioned movies you watch. This album is one I listen to pretty often. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> I love how offensive it is. Because <laughs> my wife is, you know, Catholic. Catholic? <laughs> and it's hilarious when I listen to, like, any of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I have a, on my phone and on my iTunes, I have my Christmas playlist, which, of course, this is on there. There's some other not appropriate Christmas songs, so to speak. Yeah. But when I'm at my office... Yeah, my office is in the back, so I, sh- you know, it's not like the customers can hear my playlist, but like, right, two other of my coworkers work in the office with me, and like, you know, I'm not a dictator, but I'm like, if I'm there and I'm listening to music, don't turn your music on, <laughs> you know, if I'm not listening to anything, listen, you can listen to whatever you want, but if I'm back there with my music on, doing all my paperwork and taxes and all that stuff that I need to concentrate on, you'll be fired. Do not play your music. <laughs> so, but uh, a couple of times I've gone to lunch and left it playing, <laughs> and like, you know. Nobody got offended, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like funny. Like, what was that song about Christmas and hell? I was like, ha, 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 ha. oh, well, that one's definitely not the most offensive on the album. Oh no, no. <laughs> but it is probably my favorite, to be honest. I, I, yeah. I find myself singing this song all the time, from December That's 1st funny. all the way through January 1st. Uh, but the, moving on, the countdown. There's some sweet ones on there too. Yeah, it's like it's a great. If you don't have it or you haven't listened to it. Uh, you should definitely add it to your Christmas music collection. But again, let your kiddies listen to Gene Autry and Jimmy Durante, and you can listen to South Park. <laughs> or if you think your kids are mature enough to handle, you know, talking about weenies and Jeffrey Dahmer fucking meat, yeah, then Don't by all means, to be so serious. Yeah, <laughs> why so serious? <laughs> but anyway. Uh, moving on, these are in no particular order. These are just five songs that I that I really like that a lot of people don't might not know about. But uh, the next one is by Sir Elton John, and it's called "Merry Christmas, Maggie Thatcher." Now, uh, I believe this song is from the play or the movie Billy Elliot. I'm not sure if the which came first or whatever. Uh, I have seen neither, but it's a fun little politically motivated song that uh, when you get to the chorus, you really kind of feel the emotion. Hmm. So we'll let it get to there while we just talk a yeah, little what? bit. <laughs> so y'all, you can understand what I'm saying. But as you can hear, it's, it's, it's a good Christmas song. And then you get to the chorus and like, you realize what he just said. I imagine this came for the musical. I mean, Elton John. I mean, th- there was the movie Billy Elliot, but I don't think it incorporated. Oh, so the play stuff. was like the movie wasn't based on a play. It was like one of those things where the movie. I think the movie led came to the play. first. Yeah, because I think I recall the movie back in the day. Here's the chorus. Here it comes the crescendo. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Elton John just threatened a former prime minister. Uh, and she's dead now anyway, so she can't be offended. But yeah. Yeah, the musical's based on the 2000 film Billy Elliot. Okay. And the music is by Elton John, so yeah. Definitely came from this. Gotcha. And I think it's about some kid like that play that dances or something. Yeah. Never yeah. seen the movie or anything, but well, well, it came out in 2000, so definitely something for you could pick 2000 up. revisited. 2000. After we get to 90s revisited. Yeah, it's re- no, it's, 
this the odds or are we past the odds? I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Not to be rude or whatever. But yeah. It's the 2000s. I don't like the word odds. Like, I know. It sounds like it sounds too. It sounds a little country. It's the odds. Like you that alt. dirty alt six I got in my truck in my uh, back window. The 2000s window. are the odds. So what are we in now? The odd teens. Uh, really? I don't know. Who comes up with this shit? I don't think that's that's a thing. The, the Audis. Audis. That's a different spelling of oh, my geez. wife's nickname. Audi. Audi. <laughs> like yeah. the car. <laughs> sort of. But uh, yeah. Oh, this it's pronounced the 2010s. Why is well, isn't it just the 20? Oh, okay. I'm saying why it's not just the 20s. So we're in the 2010s. And that okay. seems kind of a. So then it's gonna be the so in six year or yeah six years gonna be the 2020s. <laughs> I think we'll be back in the 20s at that point. Yeah. Because <laughs> it'll be 100 years past. Right. Yeah. We can forget about the old 20s. Yeah. Of course, the, they'll probably call it the Well, those 20s. are the roaring 20s. This is going to be uh, the, yes. the techie 20s. Or, yeah. Or the downfall 20s. Yeah. Or <laughs> something <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, in the 1920s, when they had the stock market crash. Or no, that was a. 32. 30. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. If history repeats itself 100 year cycles, we still got oh, some time to watch our investments. <laughs> but anyway, this song, uh, give it a download or a listen on YouTube if you want to hear the whole thing. It's, it's very political. You can, again, I haven't seen the play of the movie. But obviously, Elton John did not like Maggie Thatcher. Mm. And not being a naturally born Brit, I don't know. I don't have an opinion. But anyway. He got her in the end. <laughs> yes. But it's a great song. Give it a listen. My next one, non-traditional. Now, most people, I'm sure, have probably heard this one. Again, non-traditional. It's not a. Uh, it's a classic to me, but it's not one that carolers go around caroling. Which, if carolers still did that, they should definitely incorporate this. They it's do. Run DMC, uh, Christmas in Hollis from the old Die Hard movie. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I remember I got so excited because uh, one of my favorite, you know. Not, it is a non-traditional. It was actually on this list, so I went through my playlist and found the other ones. But U2's uh, Baby, Please Come Home, which is a, their version of an older song. But, of course, it's got some guitar in it and drums and all that. Uh, that only came on a CD called A Very Special Christmas, which now they're on, like, A Very Special Christmas 8. But basically, it's, comp- it's a compilation album of, you know, at the time, popular artists of the day doing Christmas songs or versions of Christmas songs. I remember when I finally got that album, because of the U2 song is the reason I got it, that... This song was on it, Christmas in Hollis. I was like, I was like, yes, it's a song from Die Hard. I don't think I ever saw the uh, music video. I don't think I have either. That's a Simon. Yeah, it is. Santa, Black Santa uses a Simon with naughty and nice on it to determine it. Determine what the your other fate. two colors do? Kill. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Mary, kill. Naughty or nice. Now stay put. Don't go anywhere till I get. That must be Russell Simmons. It kind of looks like him. Understand me? Under the beard. I don't know who the elf is. He's wearing way too much makeup. Yep, this is this is probably the only song on this count on this list that I have that's actually played on radio stations. <laughs> yeah, to be perfectly honest, which is a good thing. Uh, you know, our children will consider this a Christmas classic that their parents used to listen to. Uh, you know, when they get older. Oh, access. That's oh. what the yellow button did. <laughs> I guess you could spy on them if you hit that. Must be. So all you need to do is go get a Simon, hook it up to a monitor, and you can hack into Santa's mainframe. But yeah, this song is really great. A lot of fun. Uh, and it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's becoming part of Christmas in a sense. Yeah. You know, 
Christmas Time in Hell will always be part of Christmas to me, <laughs> but never like this song. It will never be played on any radio station that uh, has sponsors, except unless it's on Sirius. Right. I should say. But, uh, like you said, this isn't this this one is in a ton of movies too. Like it's always they throw in if it's not the lyric part, it's at least the beat part when somebody's walking out to get to their car or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's very prevalent in Christmas Good movies. Beat. Yeah. Uh, moving on, two left, uh, and this one, the next one is actually done by some alumni of the podcast, none other than the Ramones. Yes, the Ramones have a Christmas song, and it's entitled "Merry Christmas." I don't want to fight tonight. And, uh, of course, there's only about three chords, but it's still a great song. And it's one of those kind of, uh, in a sense, it's like, uh, oh, what's that song? Uh, Please Come Home for Christmas. You know, it's like a sad, or it's not like a positive song, so to speak. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, it's a sad, it's, it's not, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm just floundering. But it's, uh, it's a Christmas song that's not about Christmas. It's about not fighting. <laughs> and not a never, I've never seen the video for this either. God, he's still ugly. <laughs> Chicks went crazy for him. I know. That, Especially that at Rock and Roll High School. Every yeah. chick wanted to fuck Joey Ramone. <laughs> Joey's awesome. Like, great voice, great band. But, I mean, he's ain't like he's, you know, uh, John Bon Jovi in the looks right. department but he has a mic in his hand that's true so it automatically makes you 10 times more attractive <laughs> yep. in fact I'm holding the podcast mic now <laughs> and my sexiness has instantly increased which you can't see but you might be able to hear it doesn't work on these kind of mics and damn it Jesse <laughs> I thought you had those mics look at that his mic's not plugged in you can see the three little <laughs> oh yeah in the back XLR that's, that's funny. funny yeah well, you can see it there too <laughs> well of course back then like you know in the in the 80s like I think like a lot of people had access to that kind of equipment yeah, you know they didn't know. Like a lot of people wouldn't know. Like, oh, oh, you have to plug in your guitars. That's fine. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's gonna hear them. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like dancing to them, but like, if you pay attention, that's like what kids do in video. They're holding up a mic and it's not plugged. It's like in. Kids Incorporated. Yeah, from back in the day. I mean, I've made music videos and I made sure a mic wire was in. Yeah, so at least the illusion is there. Right. That they're actually plugged playing. into these amplifiers and they're playing loud. Yeah, it helps. It helps a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this to me is a Christmas classic song. I love uh, this time of year because I can listen to this song. Otherwise, I'm listening. You know, Halloween time. Previously, I'm listening to Pet Cemetery. Nah. You know, Rons, uh, they're probably the only people on this countdown that have or this list that have <laughs> a Halloween song. Yeah. And a Christmas song. Although I haven't like researched. They're so it. festive. <laughs> And this dude is like body slamming his wife on the ground. Look like a dummy. You saw that. <laughs> but yeah, all these videos that uh, of these songs you mentioned are actually on YouTube. Jesse's been playing them. So you can always give them a listen. Check out the videos for some great 80s stuff. And as a matter of fact, with the exception of South Park, and the, actually no, this one, the last two were 80s. And this next one, the last one on my countdown, is from an 80s band. One of the greatest 80s bands. None other than Twisted Sister. And in fact, Twisted Sister have an entire Christmas album. Mm-hmm. But my favorite song off of it is Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Ah, and this is pretty much just the... They sing it word for word. Yes, <laughs> because it should be noted that, of course, there is an ad before this one. Of all the songs we listen to, there's an ad in front of this one, but it's good. When you first hear this song, if you, money. if you were hearing it any time of the year, you'd be like, oh, hell yeah, Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. 
Yep, exact yeah. same song. But. Hell yes. <laughs> and you might be like, wow, that fits really good to the yeah. beat of We're Not Gonna Take It. Well, guess what? D. Snyder ripped the rip the music from Oh Come All You Faithful <laughs> so for We're he, Not Gonna Take he It. He planned it a long time ago. He's like, when we're old and need money, we're going to do a Christmas album with our biggest hit song, <laughs> with the real lyrics. But yeah, again, they have an entire Christmas album. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Again, you know, Twitter. I like Twisted Sister, but let's say they're not like a serious, they're not like, uh, you know, Metallica or Sepultura right, right, uh, right. or uh, what's a damn band I'm trying to think of? Fuck. Someone serious? Yes. God, I can't even think of it now. Oh, no, no, God. Most of them are serious. So, you know, but uh, Twisted Sister, they're just fun. It's a, yeah. you know, they're like a fun band. I mean, it's a bunch of dudes in horrible, horrible drag. That, <laughs> like, it's not even try, it's just put on makeup and. We're in drag, but it fucking rocks, as you can hear in the background. The video is actually pretty. Are they trying to rape that woman? Pretty much. That's what it looks like. <laughs> but yeah, check out the entire Christmas album. Uh, I think it's just called a Twisted Christmas. Uh, that's where you can find that one. The Ramones. I'm not sure if their Christmas songs on an album, but again, all these are on YouTube. Give them a listen. Get a little festive. You know, don't follow that norm of, you know, oh, here's Josh Groban and Beyonce right. singing Believe from the Polar Express. <laughs> Fuck no. Spice up your party with some of these songs I just mentioned. I mean, and they it have will a whole be album. A exactly. Sister. And in fact, uh, one of their other songs on it's really funny. It's the 12, uh, uh, it's the 12 Days of Christmas, but it's a heavy metal Christmas. So each of the 12 things are like, you know, music related. Hmm. But uh, a lot of them are, the other songs aren't, oh, hello. Yeah. Uh, very traditional, except, you know, with that guitar. Uh, I love, I act of, each year I kind of look for other newer albums that might come out. <laughs> uh, that's disturbing right there. <laughs> I don't well, they had to put both, you know. Yeah, they had the lady. equal time. Well, let's face yeah. it, the, the chick in this video is gorgeous. <laughs> and they got some fat dude. Looks <laughs> like uh, a weatherman or something. <laughs> rubbing his nipples. So it looks like the Numa Numa guy, grown up. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. And then also, uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Get, again, if you have enough Christmas party this year, because we're still a week out from Christmas, not by the time you hear this, but hopefully you hear this in time for your Christmas Eve with your friends, maybe not your little ones, but if you're having a more adult-themed party, throw some of these in your playlist. You will not regret it mm-hmm. for this Christmas or many Christmases to come. But next week, everybody, we'll be back yep. finishing. You know, we, we've celebrated the birth of Christ with this episode. Today, even. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a week early for us, but... You're yeah. listening to this on Christmas. Good for you. Good, yeah. It almost like we one. planned it that way. <laughs> but uh, next week, don't worry. We'll be back to the blood and the guts as we ah, continue. Yes. We officially get kick off. No, actually, last week we did round two. So the second half of round two we will, will be decided, and we will have a very, very special guest, a friend of the podcast, coming into the studio, which you have to wait till next week to find out who it is. I'll be on New Year's Day that episode comes out. Yeah, so while you're driving home to keep yourself alert, driving home from the New Year's (laughs) Eve party, you know. There you go. Listen to the debate and the battles rage on as you safely get home, not drunkenly because you would be a designated driver. (laughs) But I bet it would be really entertaining to hear the drunk people in your car's commentary for the battles that we would discuss. Oh, yeah. In fact, send your stories of drunk people in your car debating <laughs> our topics or just drunk people anywhere debating anything. Or that your own drunk or, opinions. Yes. Get drunk and then send us an email. 
AsiaVisit at gmail.com. Oh, and uh, I'm really bad about ch- not, not checking that, but uh, like the reviews on iTunes and all that. We've gotten several recent reviews. Thank you oh, really? very much for your reviews. We all appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we check in every once in a while. It's very important to us. <laughs> it's Even always though good we to say see. we didn't see any of them. I mean, I don't. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, go, I go to iTunes to like get the link, the direct link to post it on Facebook, on my personal Facebook to promote yeah. it. And then uh, I just never think to, oh, yeah, let me click over there. Yeah. But I did. We had a couple new ones. Again, thank you very much. It means the world to us. We do this simply because we, mainly I like to hear my own voice. <laughs> and Jesse has all this equipment that needs to be used so there we go i mean it's kind of like we kind of have to do this but uh we do it for the fun and we hope you get something out of it and in the end nothing but good wishes and happy holidays to everybody and within the sound of our voices and hope you all have a safe holiday and you come back next week as we begin the end or work towards the end begin the end <laughs> work towards the end of right. our hundred character battle royale and uh i will be posting probably by the time you hear this it will be up on the page the brackets as they stand before the next episode so you can be caught up and be debating it already getting your picks in mm-hmm. and send them to asiavisit at gmail.com but until next time everybody oh before, I would be remiss too before I forget they're well, part of the Awesome Podcast Network oh, yes. there are other podcasts on the Awesome Podcast Network such as Geekly Dose Duo Attack the Jesse Sedgley Podcast Why Don't You Know This Republic City Report and always a shout out to our good friends at Now Versus Nostalgia uh, like I mentioned earlier, they just did Home Alone 1 and 2. So if you're looking for another Christmas-themed podcast for a movie, mm-hmm. listen to this one, listen to theirs, give them a shout-out for us, tell them we sent you, all that stuff. I need we to appreciate make a mention them. for uh, Republic City Report right now. It is not on iTunes. It's not updating on iTunes because our provider has taken down the XML file for some reason. I've been sending mails to them. I've recently sent mails to iTunes to just try to get a new link going. Thing is, we don't want to lose subscribers. Yeah. I could always just start it up as a new podcast, but then, then you lose everybody subscribed and all the reviews and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get it back on iTunes, send a mail to Tim, which you guys know it's uh, I'm not going to say his email. You guys know his email <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Um, and some other dudes like, what the hell is all this? So if you prefer to just have a whole new podcast put up, uh, the thing is we would lose all the reviews. If y'all are willing to put whole new reviews up, you know, we'll just put up a whole new podcast for that. So, but right now you can still get it on Stitcher and, uh, and also Tim posts the links on the Facebook page for Republic City Report. So if you are a listener of that podcast, let him know what you prefer to do. Awesome pods at, on Facebook, awesomepods.com. Yep. Awesome pods on Twitter. Hashtag save Republic City Report for Tim Bridgewater Bender. Longest go. hashtag ever. Set there a record. <laughs> blah, Make blah, it more blah. than 140 characters. <laughs> Our, t- our tweets go to 141. Oh, yeah. Therefore, they don't go on at all. If I was like the owner of Twitter, which I wish I was for the money, not because sure. I think it's a good invention, I would be the only person that could tweet 141 characters. And I would do well, it you should start your day. own version of Twitter that's 150 characters. Oh, copyright 2014. <laughs> it's like awesome six podcast abs, network. seven-minute abs. <laughs> yeah. Eight-minute abs. Four-minute abs. Negative 20-minute abs. Yeah. It does it Same while concept. you sleep. But anyway, everybody, again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, any other holiday that celebrates (laughs) its religion this time of year. We wish you all the best. I hope that you come back safely to next week's episode. And until then, I'm Trey Harris. Jesse Sedgley. Merry Cowabungmas. (laughs) Bungmas. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Cowabunga, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) 
learn more on facebook.com slash awesomepods and follow us on Twitter at awesomepods.